Welcome to Coffee with Christy, featuring your host, Christy Dryling. Do you need a little drive to achieve your goals? Are you this close to taking your business to the next level? Maybe you are just about where you need to be, but could use some help. Christy and her guests are ready to take you there. It's going to be a fun ride. Now, here's Christy Dryling. Welcome to Coffee with Christy, and I'm your host, Christy Dryling. I'm so excited to be here with all of you this morning, wherever you're listening across the world. I've, I have a special guest speaker, Noam Dromi. He's the president of Legion of Creatives, a creative incubator and narrative storytelling accelerator, specializing in digital programming that targets un. Uh, underserved audiences. Noam co-wrote the Warner Brothers Alcon Entertainment Dolphin Tell franchise starring Morgan Freeman, Harry Connick Jr., and Ashley Judd. The films have grossed over $150 million at the worldwide box office. He's a veteran writer, producer, marketing executive, and digital strategist. He specializes in cross-platform content development and production and regularly works with leading media companies, consumer brands, and NGOs. He's the winner, uh, get this, of the 2015 Creative Arts Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Creative Achievement in Interactive Media for his work with Fox Broadcasting Company as producer of the Sleepy Hollow Virtual Reality Experience. He also serves as an adjunct professor in the School of Film and Television at Loyola Marymount University. Known previously served as the managing partner of Drive-By Entertainment, the production company founded by actor-producer Orlando Jones. He oversaw development of the company's film, television, publishing, and digital programming slate, in addition to heading up business development opportunities and brand partnership, live events, and nonprofit ventures. The list goes on here, and I, you'll be able to hear more about Gnome when you check out our uh, this this uh, this recording. But I'm excited to have you on this morning, Gnome. Hi. Hey, hey, Christy. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. It's like I'm like your your biography is a amazing you've done so much but more (laughs) go ahead no no i was gonna say it's it's always fun to hear it back we're like oh wow i didn't actually (laughs) do all those things so uh so thank you so much for having me on well it just keeps going on and on and on i mean you've done a lot accomplished quite a bit in your life i like also how you really you started your hollywood career age 15 as a production assistant on a low budget hollywood film so tell us a little bit about who gnome is and uh what brought you to where you are today Sure. Um, it's interesting. I like w- when I share either with students or people I meet a little bit about my bio. What I like to say is that um, my path in entertainment sort of started in terms of, uh, of going against the wishes of my parents, and I'll explain what I mean by that specifically. So um, I'm originally from Israel, and my family has been here. You know, I've lived in the States the majority of my life, but uh, you know, we came out here, my mom's a social worker, father uh, w- who passed away a number of years ago as a journalist, and uh, around eighth grade, I remember my dad picking me up from school one day and saying, you know, I've got to go interview this um, filmmaker, uh, and I need you to come with me, and that was his work and not anything I was really interested in at all, so I, you know, I was kind of the, the nerdy kid and wanted to go to the library, but... You know, he said I had to go with him, and we walked on this movie set, and I was instantly transfixed. Uh, I just saw it as just this incredible place where, you know, make-believe and stories uh, happened. And um, I got a job as an assistant during my winter break, you know, kind of doing office work on, on that particular film that that director was working on. And when it was time to go back to school, I didn't want to go back to school. So I remember one particular morning... 
my parents had dropped me off at the school bus. They drove me to the school bus, and then we took it from there. And uh, as they drove away, I ducked down, waited a moment, took a break, ran across the street, got on the city bus, and drove out to the set where this movie was filming. Um, and the filmmakers were like, well, what are you doing here? And I, I played it off very cool, and I said, uh, well, you, you guys didn't get the note about my work-study program, and somehow, and certainly this kind of thing would never happen today, nobody bothered to check. And I proceeded to do that for a number of days, and I got one of, uh, I paid one of our next-door neighbors some money to hide any mail that would come from my parents. And about two weeks later, I came home. It was the middle of the day, and my mom was there, uh, which was weird because she usually didn't get home from work until late. And she said, how did school go? And I said, oh, school was great. And she said, what did you learn? And it was around February, so I said, uh, we learned about the president. And she said, oh, you must mean like George Washington, who could not tell a lie. And she pulled out my progress report that said I had 17 absences. And she said, would you like to tell her what's going on, please? So needless to say, my, uh, my uh, ditching days were short-lived, but I think my parents understood how passionate I was about you know, pursuing that kind of career and really supported that. And through the years, I've managed to kind of build on that and work on literally every job on a movie set and work my way up from production assistant to writer, producer, director, and all those other things. I love that story. You know, when I first met you years ago, Noam, I was just in awe of your humility and you've worked on some incredible projects with um, obviously great actors and actresses, but you just have been able to really be this this light in sometimes the dark world. I, I mean, we've spoke about this, you know, in, in private before that it can be a really dark world in the entertainment business. And but I just see you as this this vessel of goodness uh, in all the work that you're you're producing and, and creating. So tell us, you know. I can't imagine at 15 years old, like really what you were, you know, just the excitement. It made you come alive and you just wanted to be a part of that. We talk a lot about that on the Coffee with Christy show is that, you know, how important it is to find yourself and to do the things that make you come alive. So, you know, what was there a moment when you didn't really feel that? Like you felt like you dropped to your knees and you were just, you know, you were you were being humbled in the face of all of the, all of the adversity um, in the journey because we know that any great successes come with great humbling moments. Do you have you had any humbling moments that you'd like to share with everybody today? Absolutely. So, you know, the funny thing about the entertainment business, I think, in some respects, is you know the externally. People view the glamour and they view the money and they view the sort of creative opportunities. So I always like to think that most of the people who really are successful, you, know, you can call them overnight successes, 20 years in the making. And it is a town and a business that constantly requires reinvention. You know, as, um, as you had mentioned, I've had some incredible opportunities, worked on, you know, a number of films in various capacities, but the reality of it is, None of it is ultimately insured. And I think that even, you know, with the project Dolphin Tale, you know, when it first came about, I really looked at it as such a blessing that finally this path that I had been pursuing to be a writer, to tell stories that could really inspire and excite other people, that was finally happening. So in my own mind, I'm like, well, my moment has arrived and, you know, it's fundamentally going to change the trajectory of my life. But the reality of it is I wrote the script I wrote a second draft of the script. Then the production company suddenly said, well, you know, we need to bring 
one of the writers of the Free Willy franchise to come in and, and rewrite the script. And that was sort of demoralizing and depressing. Like, all of a sudden I felt like, you know, this thing that, that I had worked hard for and earned was sort of snatched away from me. And then she worked on it for a little while, and then the project sort of, um, the expression is, uh, went into turnaround, meaning that the company was deciding whether or not they were even going to pursue it. And then that moved forward, and then someone else came in and worked on it, and then the director came in and, and someone else. And then when it finally came time to determining the credits for the film, the company that I had worked with, and they're all great people, and it's a business, so you have to remember not to take any of it personally, they basically decided that the, the final credit was going to be screenplay by two other people and story by another two other people and then me. And I suddenly thought to myself, well, wait, that, that feels really unfair by virtue of the fact that I felt like my contribution was more than just one of five names in the last position. Um, and, and that required a process that, you, that in Hollywood is called arbitration. I mean, obviously, you know, a, a term I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with, but that was long and arduous. And a lot of people told me, you know, you're making a mistake by fighting it's actually going to do more harm to your career than good. But I felt that it was just important. You know, that moment of humility was like, I had, I had to make that decision, which is I could accept the status quo. And, you know, I, I was earning a good living doing entertainment marketing and things like that. But I felt like I had to stand my ground there. Um, and that was really scary. And that was really uncertain. Ultimately, I prevailed because a bunch of, neutral people who didn't know any of us and were able to um, evaluate the material objectively were able to say, hey, um, you know, he did more than 50% of this work, therefore he's entitled to that, you know, that primary credit. But all that by way of saying that in the entertainment business, it's a constant push-pull of the highest highs and the lowest lows. And I think that, you know, I often meet people who come to L.A., uh, and say, I'm, I have this five-year plan. I'm going to sell my show or become a successful actor or do whatever else. And then I smile and I say, you know, I, I'm very supportive of, of that idea, but I say, you know, add another five to ten years onto that goal because you have to do this work because you love it, not because you think it's going to make you famous. And, you know, I continue to fight the good fight. I've been doing this for 25 years. I really couldn't see myself ever doing anything else, but it doesn't get any easier. You just have to continue being passionate and committed to the business of telling stories and hopefully inspiring people with those stories. Mm, and that which you are, Nam, I'll tell you that I, I believe a lot of listeners can relate to your story where they've been in a position where they've worked really hard on something they believed in and for whatever reason, it, you know, they didn't get the credit or it was taken away from them. I know myself, I could definitely connect with you and from different aspects of my life and my entrepreneurial journey. And so thank you for sharing that because a lot of times people just think, well, gosh, this is only happening to me. And the truth is it's happening across the board. It doesn't matter if you're in this life living, it is happening to you. It's happening to us, but it's how we react to it. And I'm sure it was scary in that moment of really needing to stand in um, doing what was right and making that statement more than anything. Like people just need to focus on doing the right thing and doing right by others. And so, um, you know, that's, that was pretty brave of you. So I always like to talk about 
you know, what makes people come alive? Because I believe that so many people are chasing that title gnome or they're, they're, they're chasing that, you know, this extrinsic vision for themselves. So for you in your work that you do, I know that you're so passionate about it. Everything you do, you put your heart and your soul and you put everything into it. And people can feel that when they're in your presence and they can feel just the humility there. But what is it that's driving you now and what makes you come alive today? So uh, it's a great question, and I think what particularly connects with me about the question is that it has evolved over time, that it is an extension of that same core idea. But look, I remember being in high school, and that there was a particular book that I read. It was The Stranger by Camus. And I, I can honestly tell you, even all these years later, having that intrinsic feeling of knowing that I was reading something that was fundamentally changing my life, that it transformed my beliefs, that it made me think about things that I thought I understood in new ways. And I know that at that moment, I said to myself, if I can have one legacy in this world, if I can change one person's mind or heart in a meaningful way by stories that I tell, by ideas that I can put forth and communicate, that that will have been a life worth living. Now, as I've gotten older, I feel like I've had some of those successes. You know, in my teens, I had some success as a playwright. And then in my early 20s, I had some success as a television writer. And then in my late 20s, 30s, I had some success as a screenwriter. And now, with regard to the teaching at Loyola Marymount University, I feel like I have a responsibility to sort of pay that forward. So really, all that by way of answering your question to say, I want to continue telling those stories that inspire and excite and motivate people, but I also want to empower others to do the same. Because I think that the reality of it is, you know, we all have different God-given abilities. And I'm less worried about equality than I am about a level playing field. And one of the things that we experience in the entertainment business is that there are Lack, the representation is lacking in a lot of ways. And I feel like I have a responsibility given the blessings that have been bestowed upon me and the successes that I have to pay that forward and to help other people find that voice. Because the reality of it is, whatever line of work you're in, whether it's network marketing, whether it's entertainment, whether you work on an assembly line or whatever you do, we all have a story. We all have some aspect of our experience that can be motivational for other people, that can be educational for other people, or they can just be fun. And in the work I do with my students, it's always about helping them understand the thing that I think can be the scariest, which is it's not only about your work, but it's about you. What is your story? Why do you matter? And why should people care about what it is that you have to say? Now, the reality of it is a lot of people just don't feel like their voice does matter, And I think that the thing I'm excited to do is help them understand how stories can change lives. Stories can move hearts. And the core tenets of a good story is keep them interested, keep them excited, and make them think. And that continues to be the work that drives me. And, you know, I love it in every facet of the work I do, whether it's the charity work, the teaching you know, the people who work for me at my company. And 
I hope I can continue to do that for many, many more years to come. Well, we hope so as well, because I mean, I'm speaking for the millions of listeners out there that are really um, craving more uh, television and more film that does help them find their voice, right? I think we've been inundated in this society with so much noise that is really a distraction and a disruption to the evolution of mankind. And so I know I'm champion. You know, I'm really a champion for people like you. And I know um, there's so many mothers and fathers out there listening who they want their children to be entertained with with great with great product, like the the stuff that you're producing, the stuff that you write, Gnome. So, in that and that can that can sometimes get lost in the sea out out there of of just you know pro, creating content that. You, that that uh, is dramatic, you know, like overly dramatic and dark. And so we just want to thank you um, for for your continual inspiration in this in this uh, world where we're all just hungry to get more good, optimistic content into our homes and our in our children's minds. So we are going to be taking a break. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit more, though, about the good stuff that you're doing um, with some of the nonprofit work out there in California. I know that a lot of um, parents listening would love to get their children involved in your nonprofit. So we will come back in just a few moments and talk about that and and also talk a little bit more about um what wisdom you would share with with the world uh, in in their pursuit of their dreams and finding their voice. So we will be back in just a few moments. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Coffee with Christy. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. 
That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather ask or comment by email, send them to Christy Dryling at att.net. Now, back to Coffee with Christy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee with Christy. I'm so excited to be interviewing my dear friend, Noam Dromi, and uh, he he has has so many accolades, but one being uh, co-writer of The Dolphin Tale, uh, and he's won an Emmy for some of his his fabulous work uh, for some uh, interactive media work. So we were just talking about some of the humbling moments that he has had in his journey and his quest to, to, you know, finding his voice and sharing uh, his passions with the world. And he, you know what I love, I've, I've witnessed Noam do so much good in the world outside of film and television that I really wanted to take a moment for you to share a little bit more about your nonprofit called Junior CEOs. And I don't know how you have time for all of this because you are quite busy. <laughs> but tell us a little bit more about that nonprofit. Sure. So uh, the first important thing is um, we've evolved the name. So it's now called the Young Moguls Club. And, and I'll sort of explain a little bit of the rationale behind that. Um, look, the reality of it is, as I was saying earlier, is you know, my big objective in all facets of the work that I do and how I hope to give back is to help level the playing field. And the reality of it is, is that if you look at um, the people who are the CEOs in the Fortune 500 companies and a lot of the people who drive the economic engines in this country, they tend to be disproportionately male and white. Now, not that there's anything wrong with that per se, but the reality of it is, is that in the demographic shifts that are happening in this country, we should have more representation in the C-suites and in those positions of power for women, for people of color, and things of, of the like. So Junior CEOs was really started with a very simple mission. Um, it was to create uh, economic empowerment by teaching entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and business fundamentals to minority and lower income middle and high school kids. Um, the reason we changed it to Young Moguls Club is I think what we realized is not everyone wants to or needs to be a CEO, but the idea of a mogul I think is a little bit more all-encompassing. And I think in some respects it really is the foundation even of the kind of work that you and your colleagues do at Arbonne, which is simply to say that if we flip the paradigm about the goal being go to college and then get a job working for someone else where you don't know where your economic security and your livelihood is at the mercy of other forces that are not in your control. Um, If we can flip that paradigm, if we can help people understand that they can build their own businesses, that they can create their own opportunities, that not only is that important, but it's also essential to the economy of our country. Um, what was amazing with the creation of of, uh, of the club um, was that we partnered with Boys and Girls Clubs, so we took the curriculum to middle and high school classes. We built a summer camp around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just seeing these young people who came in, not even knowing what the idea was, but saying, I, I, you know, I have an idea. They didn't even know these kind of opportunities were available to them, and by the end of summer or by the end of a 13-week course, they've got a business plan, they've got an executive summary, and we've put them in front of um, a, a group of judges who come from you know, the financial industry and to compete for a $5,000 grant to help build their business. 
honestly, I've had so many blessings with awards and success in Hollywood, but I, I can honestly say there's nothing more gratifying or rewarding than that work. Wow, that's so inspiring, really. I, I know many of the listeners right now want to know how they can get their kids involved in Young Moguls. And, and I'm guessing this is a global outreach, or is it just uh, in, in California? No, no, it's absolutely global. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, as with any nonprofit, you know, it was kind of bootstrapped by myself and, and my partner, uh, my co-founder, Marcus Moore. Um, and we've taken it to many other cities. It ultimately just comes down to identifying a need. If enough people contact us from a certain community, we can build a program out there, build a summer camp out there. Um, and it absolutely is our goal to make it go global. Um, you, you just kind of take it one step at a time. We go where the need is and we go where the market is. And uh, obviously we, we want to make it as big as we possibly can. No, oh, I love that. We have one minute left, Noam, and I've really, I really—I re- wish I could keep you on all day and just pick your brain. But <laughs> I always—I <laughs> know you've got a lot of busy stuff on your plate today. But t- share with the audience if you could leave us with any words of wisdom for 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 all of our journeys. What wisdom would you share with us? Sure. Um, look, I think in some respects it's really simple. Uh, always stay intellectually curious, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're at a time. I'm not going to get into politics, but we're at a time where everyone feels like they know and they have certainty in their belief and, you know, the other person who believes differently be damned. But if you stay intellectually curious, you're open to realizing that the things you think you know, maybe there's a different perspective. I think that's the guide to being a good human, being a good partner, being a good storyteller. And at the end of the day, it just kind of keeps you oriented and keeps you humble because if you wake up every day with something to learn, that's a reason to wake up every day. That is beautiful wisdom right there, my friend. Um, I, how, how can people get in touch with you? I know you have, uh, what, do you, what service does your company offer right now in case some of our listeners are, are seeking and uh, what, you, what it is you offer? Sure. Um, so uh, Legion of Creatives, uh, in addition to being a production company, we're also kind of a, you know, a marketing services firm. And all that means is, we apply some of that Hollywood pixie dust to, you know, different businesses and services um, so that if someone has editorial needs or if someone has production needs, you know, we, we uh, welcome uh, opportunities to collaborate with creative people who are trying to kind of bring their story to the next level with a little bit of Hollywood know-how. Uh, and I'm happy to share uh, some websites if, if that would be helpful. Yes, please. Um, so it's uh, Legion of Creatives spelled the way it sounds, dot com. Uh, and then also for the Young Moguls Club, it's youngmoguls.club. So, you know, they have all these fancy new top-level domains now. So, dot uh, C-L-U-B. And, um, and then if anyone would like to chat with me on social media, usually Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me. And that's at Noam Dromi. And it's spelled N-O-A-M-D-R-O-M-I. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Noam. We are so grateful for the time you took out of your crazy day to spend with us. And you know what? You're such a great human. And, of course, you're doing great shit. So keep it up. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye, Noam. 
super excited to introduce our next guest speaker, Malcolm Carter. He is an award-winning filmmaker and director. Over the last 20 years, his work has appeared on 544 television networks in 155 countries and reached a combined global audience of over 2 billion viewers. Malcolm is passionate about using the power of film to make a difference in the world by communicating messages that matter. He has extensive expertise in creating compelling communications with global impact and is known for being able to work with visionary thought leaders and advanced thinkers to translate and synthesize their ideas in an understandable way to an audience. This has led to work with NASA think tanks and with global humanitarian organizations. Malcolm is also known for creating cinematic, engaging, and emotionally compelling films, films that touch the heart, films that inspire and inform the mind. Focused on global messaging, Malcolm is a part of a global network of top filmmakers in over 40 countries that shares communication strategies, film techniques, and local context to truly enhance the ability to film affordably around the globe. He lives in Vancouver, Canada, and was the director of the Asian Winter Games for the International Olympic Committee of Asia. He also is an advocate for mental health and worked with Kaiser Foundation Films. Malcolm is a member of the International Quorum Motion Pictures, Billion Minds Foundation Board of Governors, and various think tanks. So he's been selected awards of 25 Motion Picture Award nominations for Best Director, Best Documentary, Best Promotional Film, Best Public Service Film, Best Music Video, Best Educational Film, Best Program Reflecting Cultural Diversity and the Water Walter Klein Award and Freddie. Malcolm, are you with us? Hello, Christy. That's it's wonderful in- to connect with you. Sweetie, that is pretty impressive as well. I'll tell you, I just got some top-notch uh, leaders here on the program today. Thank you for, ha- for, for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure as always. So it's always wonderful to speak with you. Well, I was first introduced to you at the um, the event in Beverly Hills, and uh, I'll tell you, I was it was just a little divine appointment. It was uh, during the, po- the the celebrity poker tournament, and do you remember that moment? I absolutely do. I, I absolutely I, I, do. I love it. It was just a divine appointment, and I actually have that on my business card by divine appointment only. And uh, I, 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 when I met you. You, you shared with me what you do, and, and you talked to about Connected Universe, this documentary that you had produced. And I was so excited to watch it because it was in alignment with just my, just who I am and what I stand for. And I'll tell you, I got, when, I, when I started watching your, your, your film, it was absolutely breathtaking. I literally, you just, it's almost like candy for the eyes and soul. <laughs> so before we go into that, though, I wanted you to share with everybody who you are, a little bit about your story, and let us get to know Malcolm. Well, first, thank you. Uh, thank you again for having me on. And, and uh, I appreciate all the, the wonderful compliments. And I'm, I'm thrilled that you love the film. We really put a lot into um, trying to bring that forward. And it's interesting how one's life also um, brings a person to to the journey of, of something like the connected universe, which in, in many ways is a reflection of of uh, my life's work so far. As far as, you know, who am I? I, I would, I, what I do for a living and is really my passion and purpose is uh, to be a humanitarian filmmaker. I try to shine light in light places and find 
amazing things and wonderful people in the world and try and bring a spotlight to them and the work that they're doing and to share good things with other people. And as a communicator and someone who has skills to get things out to a wide audience, I think it's really great to and incredibly important um, for people to maybe have a different shift in perspective. If you're constantly consuming only the mainstream media, you may have a very disempowering view of the current state of humanity and, and more challenging, some, some concerns about, you know, the hope for the, for the future. Mm. I have, uh, you know, in my work, I have certainly seen some of the very dark things of humanity, but I have also seen extraordinary human beings doing wonderful, incredible things. I've been fortunate to, you know, be on the early stages of, of seeing, you know, in think tanks and in other projects, seeing things that are coming for the future that really bring a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. And I, I've just, I've seen so many wonderful, wonderful things and people taking action in, in the most wonderful ways. Whenever I've seen that, it's always um, from a place of love and connection and people thinking in ways that are bigger than themselves. And um, that's one of the reasons that we made the movie, The Connected Universe, and put 18,000 hours into, um, into, into creating the, the film that, that we hope can really help uh, people see the world in a different way. Hmm. Well, and I definitely am going to have you share a little bit more about Connected Universe here in a little bit, but I want to thank you just from the humanitarian side of things. I've, I've had the opportunity to travel overseas and, um, and work in, in third world countries. I will tell you, I resisted, I resisted going for quite some time when my spirit was being called. One of my top executives was started her own nonprofit and um, she, she leads many mission trips in Guatemala every year. And I resisted it because I was afraid of how I would feel. I was afraid of seeing something that um, I, I just would have to do more. I would have to do more. But I'll tell you, for all of you listening, uh, I, it's so important to make sure that you just go experience and taste a world outside of your own world because it is humbling. Yes. It, and it does open up a part of your soul that never maybe had been opened up before. And it, and uh, Malcolm, I know you'll be able to attest to this, but when you are um, witness people who sleep on dirt floors and they are the happiest people you've ever met. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? And it awakens your senses. <laughs> it does. And that happened to me actually early on. I have traveled a lot in my in my life, I've been in, in some, well, over 50 countries so far in my, in my travels. But um, early on, that was one of the first things that really struck me is that uh, I had met people and spent time and connected to people who had so comparatively little, and yet they were happier than most of the people who I knew back home who, quote-unquote, certainly by these people's standards, had absolutely everything. And I think that comes down to then um, what, are the, what are the things that truly matter to you in your life? And, and 
what's important and what perspectives. Uh, sometimes in the first world way of living, people can become very focused on materialistic or consumer things. Um, uh, I love the movie Tree of Life by Terrence Malick, and he's like, one of the lines in the movie is that some people find a way to be unhappy when love is shining through all things. And I, I think that, that when you can see and perceive things in a different way, I think it's possible to um, have new experiences. That's absolutely beautiful. And I, I, will, I will say that if you've never visited a third world country, you've never gotten involved, even in your local community, uh, it, it, go work with the homeless, feed the homeless, work with in battered shelters, do something outside of yourself. It's one of the most rewarding things that you can do is to serve another. When you feel deprived, it's because you haven't been watering enough of your own soul. And the way the way we water, water our own soul is by by watering other souls. So I'm really excited to 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 learn more about your journey, Malcolm. I want to learn more about the connected universe, but. Really quickly, before we go to break, I'd like for you to share uh, if, if there's ever been a moment that's been really humbling for you, that's, that's, that's brought you to your knees. I know we all have many, but if, if, you, if you have just a minute to share with us some type of adversity or setback that you've had on your journey. Well, probably the, the biggest one there is that I had um, two very serious cancer battles that... Um, well, did more than did more than bring me to my knees. They brought me to um, potentially near the end of my life on more than a few occasions. And um, when I guess when you are faced with losing ultimately just about everything, it does add another layer of clarity about the things that really matter in the world and the things that matter in life and the brief amount of time that we are given to be here. So I think that um, I think that when you go through things like that, it you really get to you really get to take to heart the things that matters, uh, love, family, friends, connection. And for me, it was doing what I could do to leave the world a little better than I found. The thing that I felt challenged about was that I was already on that path and doing lots of humanitarian work. And, you know, I sort of asked the questions why I would, I would get, I would, I'm like, I've already, you know, I already feel that, that, um, I'm on this path. So why did this, why did this happen? And why was there, there so much, um, uh, suffering to go through, but the great, the great part about being a filmmaker and as, as an artist is that it really empowered me to do my work much more effectively. I, I worked a lot. Um, you know, since then I worked with organ and tissue donation and 
and inspiring people to become organ donors and meet amazing people who would be willing to give up their organs for others. I worked um, a lot in the field of mental health and addiction in Canada and worked with uh, Edgar Kaiser, who um, dedicated his time to try and help improve the levels of social safety net for people who are falling through the cracks. And when you are talking to people who've had extremely challenging situations that have lost everything and they're homeless or they've experienced really tragic events, um, my own circumstances gave me a level of understanding that really helped um, that really helped be able to resonate with the truth of what they were experiencing. And um, through the films we created, we, we really helped, um, really helped put in um, some, some new safety nets. We helped suicide prevention places expand. We, we, there were so many amazing things that came out of that work. Right. And I don't know that it would have been possible to do the work that we did at that level had I not had an experiential understanding um, to be able to help draw out the people's stories in, wow. in a more compelling way. Malcolm, thank you for sharing that. And we want to hear more from you, but we've got to take a quick commercial break and chew on that, guys. Chew on that for a moment and just count your blessings. And we'll be back on Coffee with Christy. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. The Greg Reed Show takes you behind the scenes with some of the most successful entrepreneurs and influencers the world has to offer. Greg S. Reed is known as a master storyteller and a highly sought-after motivational keynote speaker. You'll learn that successes have their downsides and challenges as well. Find out how Greg and his guests have overcome these challenges to become some of the top influencers today. Listen to The Greg Reed Show, Mondays at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Coffee with Christy. 
We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather ask or comment by email, send them to Christy Dryling at att.net. Now, back to Coffee with Christy. Welcome back to the show. I'm I'm Christy. Uh, I'm not Coffee with Christy. I'm Christy Dryling. <laughs> But we just we've been interviewing the amazing uh, Malcolm Carter, and he just shared with us some really humbling time in his life when he uh, overcame uh, cancer twice. and And you know, I, I always like to ask our guest what what adversity they faced, and if if they don't mind sharing that with our listeners, because a lot of times when we go through um, the adversities in our life, we think we're the only ones there. And so I really want to thank you, Malcolm, for sharing that. And I do want to also mention, I just watched this amazing documentary that everybody should make, like make it a family mission to sit down and watch What the Health. And uh, it, it, it's transformational. We have to get the information out there. And uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty life-changing. So with that being said, you have produced a pretty phenomenal film yourself called The Connected Universe. And I'll tell you, if, like I said earlier, if you want some candy for the eyes and the soul, this is definitely what you need to be watching. Tell us a little bit more about Connected Universe and how it can serve the listeners today. Well, thank you, Christy. The Connected Universe is um, a journey to understand the connection of all things in the universe. And it it deals with um, looking at the science of interconnection, but in addition to the science, it also looks at the human experience of connection and how to live uh, a more connected life and how to be to increase your awareness and to see the world in a different way. I think one of the things that um, is really critical is for people to understand that you really have more potential than I think most people give themselves credit for. Um, there, as I'm sure you you know from from working in your program and just in, in the work that you do is that there is a way to find another gear. There is your, when you are put to the test, your strength is often um, revealed and the connected universe is uh, explores that the connection of all things in the universe and, and how, how you can, learn to see differently. A lot of the greatest minds in history, you know, Leonardo da Vinci said, learn to see, realize that everything connects to everything else. Nikola Tesla, Einstein, people who made many contributions to the advancement of humanity. As you, as you start to look at things and to take the blinders off and to look in another way, your previous guest said, you know, be intellectually curious. I would, I would say, uh, not only be intellectually curious, but be curious with your heart as well, and be curious to to explore uh, what it is to be human and and how you can make the world a little better than you found it. Mm, that's so beautiful. I feel like we could do like a whole weekend seminar right now. I'm I'm just so into this vibration. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So for for somebody who's 
you know, you, you know, we heard many, many people have seen the secret. Uh, and if you like the secret, many people then advance to what the bleep do we know? I believe that your film plays in that on that playground. Can you share with everyone who's for, you know, who maybe they may not know much about how we're all interconnected. Can you share with them a little bit more about that and that message and what you were trying to, to teach in your film? Absolutely. Is that the, um, when people, when people understand that, that everything is connected to everything else, that you can experience the world in a different way. And the movie deals with, with, the science of how that works at a quantum level, but it's also great efforts were made to make it understandable to people. And that's been one of the thrilling things that, that we have um, received. The movie right now is, has been seen by people in 127 countries. Mm-hmm. And uh, every week we get messages back from people in different parts of the world, how the, movie has um, inspired them and expanded their their perception and and reinforced for some of them it's reinforced a feeling of 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 the knowingness that they've had but they've never been able to actually explain and and the film does so in a way that's relatable to people and easy to understand i mean we we have um a section that's explaining some new ideas about black holes. And um, I, when we were working on, we were working on it, I tested it with a group of 10-year-olds and they were able to completely understand um, everything about that. And so we, <coughs> excuse me, we've, 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 made, we've made some of these big ideas accessible because it's important that everyone, uh, I think, have a chance to, to understand how they're connected and how to live a more connected life. Well, this is definitely what the world needs. You know, I've, I've shared in my teachings that, you know, what we feel for another person, it, 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 it ping pongs back to us, but usually bigger. And so even the, the thoughts and the feelings that we're feeling, they get compounded. And, and so we do need to take responsibility for what we're feeling on a day-to-day basis and what we are putting out there because, you know, we, we, we have that responsibility to each other. I remember reading um, Lynn McTaggart's The Intention Experiment a few years back, maybe even longer than that. But I remember there was a profound uh, study done that uh, this, this gentleman who used to work for um, he was a lie, was a lie detector analysis. Like he worked for the government and he was in the office one night messing around and he decided to put the lie detector on this fig tree in the office. And, and, uh, he sat there and he actually, um, imagined just unknowingly knowing that something would happen that, he, he imagined like setting it on fire and all of a sudden it started going crazy. Like the, the lie detector uh, meter started going crazy, bouncing back and forth. And, and anyway, this, the, it, it, the story goes on and on, but it was profound to me in that moment hearing like, wow, even we are connected with plants, we're connected with each other. And it doesn't matter, you know, where, 
we live, we are all interconnected. And I know they've proven that with NASA astronauts as well. So uh, tell us uh, how people can learn more about the connected universe and how can they get in touch with you and what services do you provide? I know it's a lot of questions in one, but I don't want to miss any. <laughs> sure. Well, the um, one of the best ways to connect with us is on our Facebook page, The Connected Universe, because there you will you can see some of the, the trailers of the movie. You can um, see uh, some other postings that we share. One of the hopes that we want to do is to help to people to inspire to begin their journey to understand the world in a different way. And the, the film isn't about providing lots of answers. It's also about providing lots of questions to inspire people to continue to explore with their heart and mind and to know that um, I mean, life is a journey and understanding the, <coughs> excuse me, understanding the connection of everything is also a journey. The, in fact, that was one of the reasons that we were so incredibly excited to have Sir Patrick Stewart um, as the narrator for the film because his fictional character, Jean-Luc Picard, is one of the great starship captains that goes out to explore the universe. But as a Royal Shakespearean actor, the journey that he has taken inwards to the inner journey that he has taken to do Shakespeare at that level made him the perfect person because as you, as infinitely as you can take a journey outwards, you can also take a, uh, a journey almost infinitely inwards. And as you do, you realize that things are connected. One of my friends is the co-founder of the Science of Astrobiology. And she, she showed me some uh, profound slides a long time ago where she said, okay, simple question. Is this something in the universe or is this something inside you? And the first ones I was able to easily get because I recognized the galaxies. But as it was going, I couldn't tell if I was looking at something 14 million miles wide or something microscopic in the body. Because the universe works on geometry it creates things at different scales. And so there's, there's patterns and there's connections between everything from the smallest things inside you to the universe. The atoms in your body are made of exploded stars and that they're forged in the heart of a star and spread throughout the universe. And those atoms become, become part of you. And that's what you are made up with. Your journey of connection with the universe began even long before you were born. And mm -hmm. so there is a real fascinating um, interconnection of all things. And as you explore that, it can have a pretty profound effect. Um, so what? if you connect with us on Facebook, that's one way. And then the connecteduniversefilm.com and the movie itself is on vimeo.com on the slash on demand slash the connected universe. Beautiful, my friend. This has been an incredible, an enlightening interview. And I'll tell you, I am just so excited to do coffee with you in person sometime so we can dig deeper into this uh, beautiful light hole. <laughs> uh, Thank you. So I look forward to that as well. 
Thank you for being our guest on today's show. And again, hopefully all of the listeners, uh, you know, I, I just know that you, you're you eating up both of our guests today, all, everything they had to share from their hearts and their soul. And that is my intention with Coffee with Christy is to fill your cup up with goodness, give you a double shot of goodness today so that you can start your day thinking and questioning and, and asking yourself, you know, what makes me come alive and what, you know, you know, what can I do to be a great human and just do great shit in this world? So I want to thank you all for listening. And we will see you next Monday on Coffee with Christy. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining Christy Dryling for this week's Coffee with Christy. We hope you'll tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Same time next week. 